0: varied selection um of of ads um and a lot of flesh probably the fleshiest episode oh god we, we've, no we've, we've had oh, that's, a, that's a good title <laughs> for this the fleshiest <laughs> the <fleshy> episode <laughs> oh me oh,
1: yeah well look sex sells we talked about that sex didn't sells. we so.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad uh, in in the uh, the co pilot chair as always is Shane W Brennan. How are you, Shane? I am fabulous, fabulous. I'm giving you a day off uh, from from uh, from harassing you, and then uh, we also have Simon Kennett, Chief Client Officer at Essence Media Comp. Pleasure to have you on the show, Simon. Welcome. Thank you very much.
1: It's lovely to uh, to be a part of this. Uh, I've I've caught a few episodes in the past. So I'm quite flattered to be asked.
0: Now, now, did you actually catch the episodes, or were we cramming? Were you, were All you right, I was cramming. That? Okay, come on. <laughs> now you've made me look bad. Come on bad. Don't come on. Straight here, straight bullshit.
2: <laughs> uh, we re- I reckon, um, most of our listeners are people cramming right before <laughs> they come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, sure
1: I that's that not the case. I'm sure that's not the case. Dedicated audience following. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it'll it'll be on your your weekly feed every Wednesday from 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 now. Uh, now on um, but uh, no it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show i love that ad is obviously the podcast where we talk to industry experts uh, as well as bring our own flavor of ads that are out in the market some new some old of ones that uh, that we just generally love and make you say i love that ad so uh, really looking forward to seeing your selection uh simon um can i kick off by by asking kind of two questions um first what does a chief client officer do and uh secondly you're you have a wealth of experience and knowledge in the media agency landscape. I'd be interested to know from your point of view, has the relationship with between a media agency and clients and brands, has that changed over the last five, ten years and if so, what are they What are they expecting from immediate?
1: okay um so serious questions from the off there you go very light very light i didn't know he had had those locked and loaded so i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i I would have warned you okay uh chief point officer so i guess the uh the easiest way um, of, of putting it is essentially it's my responsibility uh, to kind of just oversee uh, agency output across all of our client base to make sure that we're delivering on our commitments, our promises, yeah, you know, quality work, quality thinking, driving insight at the heart of our planning, all of those kind of things across all of our clients, big and small. Um, and we've got a great client list, um, you know, and we're as proud as the, you know, the kind of the, you know, the kind of the smaller clients as we are the kind of the big multinationals. So, so that's my job. Um,
0: uh, and the re- the reason I asked that sorry just because it's been um it's been a good while since FO was set up and but we came from media agencies and that wasn't a common title around the time so it is that just seems to be a new shift of that that coming into the agency structure a bit more in terms of someone who's heading up that that charge
1: yeah um it's interesting you say that actually because um I was I actually came over from um what was MediaCon then prior to the merger obviously um in London. Um, and Chief Plant Officer was a was a completely new role for for MediaCom in Ireland at that point back in early 2017. Um and it was it was a role that was deliberately kind of put in place to to really just ensure that as an agency we were putting due care and focus on on actually you know delivering good good quality client relationships. Um, and actually, and the one thing that I constantly, you know, drum into my team, that we were not in any way lapsing into kind of transactional relationships with clients. And now it's our job to constantly kind of challenge ourselves, challenge clients to, you know, to really be thinking about what's next, what are the kind of the big things going on in media and communications that we need to have a point of view on. Um, And I think it's quite easy. And you guys will know this from from your own history, because we can get so focused in the day to day and just, you know, what's immediately in front of us. And, you know, clients have got a huge amount on their plate. So actually just trying to make sure that everyone is a bit tuned in to, you know, taking time to to kind of focus on the relationship and and have the right conversations at the right time. I think is super important. Mm.
0: That's that's the real that's really that kind of second quadrant type of job the job that when you when you do the the, the, the X by Y line the job that is most important but not urgent uh, and it's the things you should be focusing most of your time on but the urgent stuff are the things that shout and grab you in but it's it's not as important as, as what you just described yeah there. well
1: it's you know it's human behaviour isn't it we're all naturally drawn to the headlights that are immediately in our face um, whereas actually we probably should be looking at what's coming around the corner because um, you know I, I guess you know consumers aren't standing still, and you know, look, I'm old. Um, I'll freely admit it. I kind of celebrated a fairly milestone birthday last year, and you know, I remember the days when you know the the, the range of TV ads was you count it on one hand. Mm. Now we've got too much choice. I don't know about you guys, but we've got I've got Disney Plus, I've got Amazon, I've got Netflix, I've got Sky, uh, and I still can't find anything I want to watch. Yeah, <laughs>
2: completely, completely. Um, I was only talking about that actually to, to someone the other day. I was like, I'm looking forward to the day when the streaming service just gives me on the streamer, just, this is the, this is what's running now. You know, like the way on Sky, yeah. you can be like, cause I'll just watch it then. Yeah. I'll just like, I just want my life curated. I don't want to yeah. have to curate it myself. Yeah. I'm lazy. Okay. Yeah. No, I um,
1: get it completely. It's choice paralysis. Oh, it it God, drives man. me crazy. Um, but that and the, the the reality that I am incapable of now watching a movie without at some point going on my phone yeah. to look at are oh, they making a sequel? What's that actor doing now? It's it's a on IMDb. Where,
0: they, where have I seen them? Yeah, yeah, where have yeah, I seen yeah. Them?
2: yeah exactly <laughs> the... that. That's the really cool thing that Amazon Prime does is when you hit the the center button, it tells you the name of the actor. It links straight to the IMDb below. And I was like, that's really distracting, but also helps me not go on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, what? I, what's <laughs> I've
1: taken to actually put my phone in a separate room if it's a film I really want to watch. Nice. i broken.
2: Yeah, yeah. good idea. It's always it's always great, like the first time you try and you do it, and you're really proud of yourself, and then you forget, and you're like, oh well, I yeah. guess it's like a diet. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
1: attention span of a goldfish, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh god, yeah. And in in terms then of of kind of the expectancy of of uh, media agency within the brands' minds, or and kind of w- w- what's that look like these days, and and kind of what's the best relationships between a brand and a media agency? How are they How are
1: they sustained? um i think i think the role of a media agency has definitely changed um i think there are you know look you know there are very few instances now across our client base where our relationship is you know is solely focused on you know the the kind of the core media plan and buy actually we've got more expansive relationships with a lot of our clients that you know, evolved into, you know, content generation, uh, so whether that social community management, um, whether it's kind of analytics, um, both kind of from an advertising perspective or kind of business analytics, kind of helping them to make kind of more, you know, more better business decisions. Um, through to obviously all of the kind of the more expansive digital um, capabilities, things like, you know, SEO and uh, obviously kind of BBC. um Yeah, it's, we have to wear many more hats purely because mm-hmm. the, the landscape is so much more complex and mm-hmm. the kind of the issues that I think clients are grappling with are, you know, are, are just multiplied, uh, which is great um, because, you know, the reality is the days have gone where you could, you know, stick an ad on a big soap um, on a Monday night, speak to 30% of the population and, you know, there you go. That's a pretty big hit of reach in one go and aren't we all great media planners? Well, actually, you know, kind of related to the point we we're just talking about. We've all got so much choice now that actually getting those eyes um in the right way and getting you know consumer attention is just just a lot more complicated than it used to be. Uh, which is great, which is super yes. exciting, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. Um but it kind of you know it's it's forced media agencies to kind of have a much kind of you know a much broader and like you know a kind of really scientific perspective. Yeah, and I think we, you know, at Essence Mediacon, we've got you know some brilliant tools that enable us to have those kind of conversations with clients, which is which is great.
0: Brilliant. um And the selection that you brought today is is that kind of a mix of new and old, or where, where kind of did you take inspiration from when you're tasked with picking your three favourites? I
1: kind of I I, I, just, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, as I kind of mentioned, milestone birthday last year. I think you'd probably rather than calling it, I love that ad. Probably call it sort of. Diary of an Aging Homosexual, Um, (laughs) it's a bit (laughs) camp, Um, um, and they're quite old ads, but they're ones that guests have stuck with me for many different reasons uh, over the years. Um, Some of them are quite famous. Um, um, So uh, I think the the first one is the the, the 1985 uh, Levi's commercial uh, called Laundrette, uh, which starred uh, Nick Kamen um who was at the time a kind of a, a up-and-coming model um I think it, it kind of I mean this was back in the days before social media as well I'm sounding so old when did this <laughs> happen um but it, you know it got a huge amount of coverage and headlines at the time because uh, this guy kind of you know came in and um you know uh, takes his clothes off in a in a really public place and I think it I, I, I kind of did some reading up on it since and I think it kind of literally saved the fortunes of Levi's back then um wow. and it was probably a great example a precursor to the kind of you know the old version of the power of TikTok where you know a song becomes a kind of a cultural phenomenon and it kind of takes off and then suddenly it's in the charts you know the recent Madonna uh song that did that which was an old demo that she recorded years ago suddenly you know it was massive on TikTok, and she's releasing it as a single you know back then we didn't have that but um it it kind of brought music into advertising in a really interesting way which i love um and it was just a it was a cheeky ad. so um
0: brilliant we'll we'll, uh, we'll go have a watch and then we'll come back Very
1: handsome man yeah yeah i think um you you didn't know back then you know that did you want to be him or did you want to ride him it was kind of um yeah (laughs) it it was a very brave quite different sort of tone of hat back then as well
0: interesting that it's it's set in the what looks like the the early 40s uh early to mid 40s kind of kind of kind of time um What's what do you reckon the reason is behind that, or do you know, or Shane? I, I, I would
2: assume it's to get the heritage of the brand. So I would assume it's to go back to that very Jean greaser cool uh, style um, and show it within that space. You know what I mean? It's very iconic um, with the terms of the Jean becoming popular and worn outside of um, a working environment at the time. I would imagine. Uh, I think lovely ad at the music. Ugh just yeah. the music is, uh. as you really like, when you hear it's it's crazy when you hear a song just some songs are just unbelievable and I I have no personal memory of that song except when I hear it it just whatever it's around even if it's by I don't think of this ad I don't think of anything I don't think of any me being anywhere I just know it's an an unbelievable song it just gets you, you know um, and I think it's uh, it ties in perfectly with this and how the the looks around the space make him so undeniable. You know what I mean. You, you see the the kids, the boy like kids are so um, so transparent with what's in what needs to be looked at. Kids will always kind of unquestioningly just approach something, and then you have the mother pull them away, and then you have everyone else kind of whispering, and then the man who kind of is in a world of his own. It doesn't give a shit about anything going on. He's not going to wear these jeans. He even, it catches his attention at the end. <laughs> and um, that kind of then, the the language I've heard it through the grapevine, almost like that kind of rumour or his coolness spreading around yeah. the laundrette, um, I think is is so well done. It's so on the money. It's just, it just looks so iconic and shot really well. Like, um, Shot really differently, like even even like this the first shot of when he walks in, it being on his crotch. Like, there's there's like shots like that, you're like, fucking hell, and then it goes up to him, you know what I mean? It's it's like, what are the jeans covering? <laughs> but uh, I just think it's uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. That it's just it's one of those ones that when you see it, you're like, yeah, I, I know why this has stood the test of time because it's yeah. uh, it's class. That's really interesting that it, it kind of i didn't know about it it uh kind of changing the the direction of um of levi's in the 80s and kind of almost saving them i'd, I'd not been aware of that
1: yeah it's actually quite interesting because nick Heyman um sadly died um um relatively recently certainly in the kind of the last last year or two mm-hmm. um and there was a lovely uh, a lovely piece from um the the kind of the the the, the big honcho at bbh Um, And, you know, kind of talked about, you know, the impact that that had had, had made, um, you know, and how, you know, it almost was a bit of a starting gun for the agency, I think, at the time around how kind of music and their ability to kind of music and influence the charts became a really big part of kind of their approach to kind of ads ads back then. Mm I yeah and it was lovely and he just only had nice things to say about and it came in of course you know post this ad went on to you know to, to kind of a, a fairly you know, decent kind of pop career he recorded a you know a number one single with madonna i think uh back in sort of 85 so immediately after this so but very sad that, that he's obviously no longer with us but mm,
0: yeah no and i i uh i was like what the fuck is he doing with the stones uh so stone wash. <laughs> it all made sense at the end for the stone wash but like th- that just got me i was like what he's gonna get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that a um, fucking noise of that in there <laughs> <laughs> uh i have to say that's <clears throat> uh, that's another one of these this, this is happening quite often now where there's there's classic ads and great ads that uh haven't, haven't been brought on to the to the podcast before and this is this is definitely up there up there with w- one of them so it is one of those iconic iconic ads if there's a if there's a history or a museum of advertising this is probably be, be one that would have a, a a kind of an exhibition point added for mm-hmm. sure yeah and then you see kind
2: of the direction of levi's advertising out of this because i think it was at the start of last year we had king corbett on from aib and he did three levi ads um and uh, you know the spaceman one. Yeah. Uh, what's the one with uh, Flat Eric, as well? Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you should listen to that. This is, that's a good episode with Keen actually from last year. Um. And there was another one. I can't remember what it was, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see like they all came after, as you said, like kind of launching BBH and then pushing Levi in this really interesting creative direction, all intensely, uh, full of music. Yeah. You had the oh, that was the other one, the Action Man one with Mister Bombastic. You had the Spaceman one, all music, and then you had Flat Eric, all music. Yeah, so it's interesting to see kind of its start or its uh, yeah. origin in this.
1: It definitely was the opening guns of a bit of a theme for them. Um, mm. And I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just too cynical in my my advancing years, but um, I'm not quite sure music. You know, has kind of formed is in the same way bar obviously the kind of the john lewis work where you know they, they've re-recorded kind of big tunes or whatever and mm-hmm. music's a focal point you know that kind of big ad um and it you know it, because of that it gets cultural traction you know just because it's the new john lewis christmas ad whether you're you know you're outside of the uk or whatever but i'm not very sure music has you know, you know sits in the same kind of place in advertising anymore or as much as it did just, anyway i would agree
0: with, with yeah. you younger- i would agree because with the younger generation as well it's it's changing massively like with with instead of songs being overplayed on the radio now uh younger generation going i see that on tiktok too much Mm. and and they're then this is this is a this is this song on tiktok this is that song on tiktok and even to the point where they they burn out the song until it gets to that point Mm. that's being used in tiktok i've never heard this song or like oh it's this one turn it over so that's it's 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 kind of scary how not scary but it's just it's an evolution in how music is distributed and yeah. it becomes popular and well like it's
2: uh, it's a quick burn now and like what's interesting you mentioned the madonna song and then you had obviously running up that hill that went from television to tiktok to 18 year olds bringing it to their parents being like i just found this amazing song and parents being like i have the fucking lp upstairs <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know what i mean like um but then that was that was over and out that had 6 months and then bye the 18-year-olds aren't going to deal with it again and i just think it just doesn't have the way the way the like i remember when buying my first album and that experience of like saving my my pounds and going in and buying that album and that being a big deal for me and playing it until it nearly broke so whereas now my little brother lives with us and he's 21 he doesn't buy albums he always has all the music he needs he doesn't get that kind of that tactile so engagement with it, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Going into, yeah. remember going into an album store and like just flicking through, and even if you didn't hear the artist, just you, you like the poster, or the album art, and you're like, "Oh, this is on sale. I'll try this." Yeah. And um, they just, I feel and like it, that kind of disconnect and this kind of constant loop of of hits kind of means if everything is constant, nothing is a, an event to a certain extent. I don't know. It's it's it'd
0: weird. It'll be very interesting to see Shane based on 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 that point because there they, are studies done that they say that your favourite music the best music mm-hmm. in your point of view is the music that you were attached to between like thirteen and seventeen or something. Right. Something those formative years. So when you're buying those albums, when you're buying your first mm-hmm. albums as as a as a teenager, if you were going to on Spotify going, Shane, you have to go listen to an album now. Not a playlist, an album. You'd probably pick one that you might have chosen around then or an artist that you would have yeah. followed around then. This generation Coming up doesn't have that through those years. So when they're in their 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 mid twenties onwards, it'll be interesting to see what they say think is mm. the best the best music or what's their kind of default mode for putting on a good album or a good selection of music that's not or if they, they can even, even remember. The playlist. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, if there is
2: a point of memory yeah. on it, or is it just all too quick turnaround? <clears> throat> like throat> I heard. Um, Brezzy was on the radio there talking about, and he just briefly mentioned, obviously, it was on Two Johnnies or something, and he was talking about, uh, he's he wants to make records. And he was like, but that's not music now. He goes, I make a record because I want to make a record. He goes, but everything's just about a song. He goes, they just want one song stream out. It's not about curating, say, 17 songs to 24 songs, and then that being almost like a book that tells a story and you send it out into the world and it's just it's just a different relationship with music and i think you're mm-hmm. right i i i agree i just think it's not it's not used in the same way and also i don't know if it has this would have the same impact as yeah. um as it did but when it's used well you see in an ad like this and you see in those other levi ads and it's it's
1: it, it's interesting impactful. you say that because it i guess it's as much about the sex appeal as it is about the music and mm-hmm. back then, actually, this was that was quite risque. You know, we we were probably mm-hmm. a bit more prudish. I think sex is always sold, mm-hmm. you know, in advertising. You know, the, there's a reason why people fawn over. You know, things like ugh, uh, Love Island, for example, because there's lots of people walking around with not many clothes off, and they're very, they're you know they're very good looking. But and I think it it was quite groundbreaking, obviously. Yeah, for the music and all of that know for those things but i think the fact that you know this was quite a it was quite flirtatious um back then um yeah Yeah. look i love it i think it's an ad i you know i'll never get bored of
2: yeah no it's definitely a great
0: great addition to the archive lovely ad. yeah and great one to kick off uh, this episode with so, we're only uh, downhill from here guys yeah How are we going to follow it? yeah you're, you kind of paid yourself into a corner there simon <laughs> so what's uh what's the second ad we're gonna see
1: uh, um right uh okay this is hard okay um this is a bit embarrassing but this is a 1981 uh, commercial for shaken back um uh which um is amazing and i just love this and I grew up with it
0: stale smells up
2: here often come from down there in your carpet smells from your dog and tobacco too well shaken back from gladys here it's
0: all you have to
2: do do the
0: shake and back and put the freshness back do the shake and back and put the freshness back when your carpet smells fresh your room does too. Do. every time you
1: Taken back, now in three
2: fragrances. It's so crazy when you see, because I was only talking to someone about this the other day. In my head, the 80s is still only 20 years ago. And then you see something, you're like, oh no, it's definitely longer ago. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) But in my head, it makes me, I'm like, fuck.
0: (laughs) Simon, obviously you don't remember this. No, no. This is is one that came up on your YouTube algorithm or something like that.
1: I, the worst, the most embarrassing thing is that myself and my husband uh of twenty-five years um still, you know, when we're doing the housework, will burst into this song and still find it quite funny, uh which is tragic <laughs> and and quite know. impressive in equal measure, I guess. If you actually, you know, produce the thing that it's stuck in the psyche of you know, poor impressionable kind of young kids from yeah. the early eighties. It's
0: uh... I've. Uh... I've obviously never I've never seen that ad oh uh, but I know that song I know wow. the shaken Vac song like that's that's just a thing and it must have been I don't know how but that's like saying any popular song you'd, you'd know it Um maybe it's using pop culture references like a Family Guy or Simpsons or something like that. I don't know but I know that song. I knew she was about to burst into that song before. F- and I've never seen that ad. You might have before. Just absorb, because it's pretty famous, like thumbnails and presentation. Like,
2: you might have absor- absorbed it over your years mm-hmm. in advertising through different reference points as opposed to watching it. Like, it's called out. I, I The last time I actually saw this, I was watching something like the, the top 50 ads of the last 20 or 50 years or something like that. And they were talking about this. And it was like comedians talking about her being a housewife and she's probably having an affair on the husband and that's who's smoking the cigar <laughs> when the husband's away at work But oh took a good dog turn yeah and uh, I was like this is interesting because I'd never thought about that with this ad and there was just comedians just taking the piss out of it and uh, it's like she kills the dog like, <laughs> <it's>, like <laughs> oh my
1: god remind me never to go out drinking with you <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh. um but it yeah, no, a
2: crazy iconic ad, like, jingle-wise. Yeah, I can see why this is stuck. Like, it just gets stuck in your head. Now, I've never experienced a back product. I imagine it's the type of thing that's full of asbestos and is now
1: illegal. <laughs> I, I'm going to admit, okay, power of advertising. I do buy it. I do still buy it. Um, it is amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, Does it work? Yeah, it makes the house smell nice. Um, and we've got a dog. So you know, invariably, you know, the, you, you've always got the you know, and he's actually fast asleep right next to me as we speak. Um, you you've got to deal with doggy farts, you know. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. And actually, a little bit of shaking back, you know, to to, to bring the freshness back, ain't a bad thing. Yeah.
0: Are you using this on your dog? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not a bad shout, actually. Although you might object to the afterwards. <laughs> yeah. No, you, uh, sh- you uh, sprinkle uh, it on your carpet. <laughs>
0: I do love in this ad how uh, obviously, apart from it being iconic and all that kind of stuff that when she's she's at the start of the ad, she's very formal uh, and kind of formal British and it's almost like an instructional video. This is how you be proper. And then she bursts into this this mad musical. I just I just love how that it changed tone very, very, very quickly. And it was all the better for it, all the funner for
1: it. Absolutely um although i you know i suppose and i think they did they unearthed it i think she's still alive um jenny logan who's the the, the actress isn't It was in it and i think they unearthed that only sort of a year or two ago as a bit of a kind of a you know as he's becoming the thing brands are bringing back some of their old classics advertising i think they create a whole kind of social media campaign out of it. but i suppose it, how depressing though like, the pinnacle of your acting career is is you know is to forever be known <laughs> uh, as that too. woman that kind of runs around the house with a with a you know, a vacuum cleaner. Did they think
0: you're trying to step up to other acting work? And it's actively pulling you down. Yeah, they're the like, yeah, we career. don't have a vacuum in this film. You know, we can't use you in this. <laughs> forever so. typecast. Yeah, illegal won't yeah. pay for Dlaid, for uh, for Glade's association. which I you know.
2: have a weird recollection that... Did they do something? Was Jedward... There was something with Jedward in this. Yes. Did they revive this with Jedward?
1: Yes. They did. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. exactly yeah. it. Yes, they did.
2: Um, when when Jedward was big, what year was that? When was Jedward? When did Jedward happen to us?
1: <laughs> Jesus,
2: was that like two thousand ten? They, they <laughs> haven't nine. gone away, though, have they? They're, they're... Uh, no, no, they they just live. They just now are, they live on the Twitter. talking about them? Yeah, they're on Twitter. Like they're a natural Twitter. disaster. Or something. <laughs> when did it happen? <laughs> yeah, um, but. Uh... Yeah, Jesus, yeah. I, I, I've weird remembering of that. That could be Aaron. How you digested it around that time? You're a big
1: Jedward
0: man. Maybe big, big Jedward fan yeah, here. Yeah, big Jedward fan. So. I didn't know they existed.
1: Uh, well done. Lovely to meet you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should let them know they've got one. Yeah, definitely. I
0: have a I have a fan club, uh, but I'm the only member. Uh, <laughs> the only member of it. Um, no, that, that's that that's brilliant. And the fact that you, as you said, you still buy it. Yeah. And also sing it. I love when ads and jingles in particular become part of your, your 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 shtick or your quotes or the things that that you, you kind of reference mm-hmm. uh, reference material yeah. uh, in your own life
1: and I think and that's my the other half really would strongly agree, disagree with you there actually <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big massive <laughs> eye roll when I start vacuuming but there you go
2: that's like Simon singing I'm that exact same thing i caught myself with something so my, my son Oscar has just learned my name is Shane instead of Dad. So he's now gotten to this little, Shane! And I just keep saying under my breath, and it's only when my father in is in earshot, I go, you don't call me Len, you little bollocks, from Father Ted. (laughs) That's all I, every time he calls me by the name, I'm just like under my breath, don't call, I'm I'm being conscious not to be too loud, (laughs) because he's going to be, little bollocks. (laughs) I'll be like, oh no. (laughs) But that exact same, you know those things that just are ingrained in that part of your brain when something triggers it. I Um, think that's
1: aspirational parenting right there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Brilliant.
0: Well, thanks for thanks for bringing uh, the Shake and Vac to I love that ad. Uh, Simon. Yeah. Uh, it's great, great. You're going to gonna hate me one. when you're uh, singing that in the shower later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's an earworm, isn't it? That's that's going to be stuck in there. Uh, well, thank God it's all floorboards in this house, so I've, I I won't have it in the house. But you can uh, use it on and the dog. Yeah. I could. yeah and she does <laughs> yeah. fart your dog. There you go. There's a, there's a <laughs> whole new product variant it. for it. Yeah. Yeah, Shake and Vac uh, puppy um okay well that's uh before we know we're two down one to go uh simon what's the what's the big crescendo of your choices oh
1: okay um so this is an ad that kylie minogue now i did say didn't i i warn you this was either it was camp um but this is an ad she did for agent provocateur which is the women's lingerie brand Mm -hmm. i think it was produced um just for the cinema um and i think when you see it you'll probably understand why it was just for the cinema there's a there's a definite hook in the ad and it's quite saucy um but it's just brilliant and look it's kylie anything that kylie touches turns to gold and is amazing so um yeah i I think you'll like this one argent provocateur is the most erotic lingerie in the world And with your help, we can prove it.
0: for the proof. Would all the men in the audience stand up?
1: No. (laughs) Didn't think you'd be
2: able to. The world's most erotic lingerie, as proven by you
0: very quiet
1: and very clear. Yeah. Your, your facial can we watch it are... again <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i love i love when ads when they do it really well and this one has nailed it when they are just ingrained in the media space that they're being played in played in and this is like you can imagine that on the big screen, yeah. where she's kind of looking down and trying to look at looking at the audience. I just, I, I I love I love it so much because it just shows foresight and shows planning that this was they knew where the end was and very specifically where the end was and everyone was planning from right from the start. I absolutely love that. Mm.
1: Completely, a great. I mean, look, you know, and you guys will will know this. So often, you know, the conversations take place between kind of you know creative over here media over here and i think this is just a perfect example where you know you know that that you know the client and the agencies all came together and really thought about you know the consumer moment that, that they were trying to tap into i just i love it i just think it's brilliant and you know look it's it's a bit cheeky
2: yeah for sure and like yeah jesus i forgot about <laughs> kylie unbelievable like but that, that, it that was, was like 13 again i was like oh yeah
0: kylie's uh Kylie's Kylie's an icon <laughs> but that that would have been in in not saying that and I'm not a, a Kylie career expert by any stretch of the imagination but this is this was during kind of one of her peak moments whereas around the late 90s early noughties, with you know la 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 and all those yeah. all those, those kind of songs were big in the chair she had a good run as so this was around that time if if so like she was at the height of one of her heights of, of 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 kind of notoriety um so
1: has I, she ever I, not I been at that
0: like <laughs> I I yeah. walk myself into a <laughs> trap there <laughs> but like to do a a provocative ad like that and, and one where she really had to get into that character and kind of embrace what the creative direction was there with with the mechanical bull and the whole thing she went for it and i imagine i imagine her fees were <laughs> Or probably quite high for 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 for. Going a nice one-day
2: shoot though, like from a production perspective. Handy, just one day. That's that's nice. One location, one, location, one studio location. Two barely any props, barely any props. <laughs> <laughs> two, three cameras. you Like
0: lovely. Um. <laughs> uh. I don't think. Uh. I don't think I'd see that. Like getting through. Um. Uh, the the uh the copy regulators for telling, regardless of what time it's going to be
1: put yeah on. <laughs> you're not going to see it on rte anytime soon i don't think on a on a monday night but
0: uh, yeah yeah i love
2: the idea as well of this being in cinema in 2001 people on dates and tapping into that kind of moment where you'd have people on dates and then this comes on and it's a joke then between the couple and then it kind of kicks off that consumer inside of like I do like that. (laughs) And uh, I just think that's, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. And obviously Kylie's stunning. And the whole thing is very, very provocative and cheeky. The music, sorry, I just want to take a moment for the music. I love the Hives. So I really like that song. And I think it's perfect for that. It's that kind of, uh, like, there's enough amount of edge to the Hives for that. But also because they were kind of referencing older music and then bringing that uh, bringing that to a modern era um i think it's uh yeah it's a fabulous piece of work is the older actress is she somebody or no she's just an actress
1: not one that she's, i recognize of course she's somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i think she's reading
2: like um uh, like uh what do you call those novels those sex novels it's called like i i tried to freeze frame on it it's called like take me or something so I wonder if she's like a sex those novel. Yeah, yes.
1: Maybe maybe that was her shaken back moment. Maybe that was the pinnacle of her.
2: Maybe this was it. They were like, yeah. "We don't have any sex novels to read. Go home." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, unbelievable ad. Yeah, I, mean, I can't. I, we know? I think how... I've seen the ad before, but I did not remember the brand.
0: I think that's a testament to it. <laughs> testament to Kylie for a yeah. um, Do we do we know how how well it did in terms of? industry
1: or or uh business-wise gonna be honest no i mean i mean i remember it got um uh it got quite a lot of mileage from a kind of a pr perspective back then but um i don't don't know i'm not i never really kind of heard you know what it kind of led to or the impact it had um i don't yeah, think do it, it really was a long-standing like... relationship that she had with those on provocateurs. so
0: they kind they kinda probably got the mileage out of it as okay. i said uh, just with the the shock factor of of, of the whole piece um i do I, it does have this feeling of a of a can 2014 type case study where they do a little stunt to prove a point uh, on unsuspecting people in the public or people who join in on the campaign except that's all distilled into one actual commercial You know, as opposed to, you know, kind of a a, a long winded thing, which is kind of I'd imagine in in the early noughties was very different type of advertising to what what is out, what was traditionally within a within a uh, 30, 60, 90 second Mm. spot that you might have. This was known this. I just Googled it there. This this ad eventually
2: got banned and then known as the best viral ad ever. Because in that time it did three hundred and fifty million oh. hits on YouTube coming up over the next couple of years. And then second was Nicole Kidman doing something oh. with Chanel number five. Um I'm just on a stuff article. NZ here. Um it took top right, British underwear firm, Agent profiter best ever celebrity viral ad netting over three hundred and fifty million hits on the video wow. sharing website. Like that's monstrous
1: that strange noise you can hear in the background by the way is Baxter my French Bulldog just um just waking up and deciding he's going to be a pain in the arse
0: oh my god can we get Baxter on screen
1: yeah <laughs> there we go oh,
0: lovely <laughs> I love it when a dog's name perfectly suits
1: the dog and oh believe me he gets called name. many many other things <laughs> <laughs> um Baxter's <laughs> probably quite mild but uh but and I'm glad you liked that ad. I really love that one it's kind of stuck with me um you know all the way through just because you know and and it's, it's weird because you know over time things get less shocking because you know times change you know cultural yeah. kind of move on but actually that would be probably be considered quite risque even now yeah Hmm. I'm not sure why. Yeah, sure. i'm not, I'm not sure why. I just think you know maybe we're 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 still more prudish than we like to admit we are, but
2: I think so. It kind of went when it kind of reminded me I, I didn't watch much of Emily in Paris because. Uh, the, 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 just because, the, just because I tried it with my <laughs> just wife. But, but all of a sudden, hold on—the social media exec is just all of a sudden turning it into an influencer with one post of the Eiffel Tower. I'm like, this is not how this works, all right? You're not coming in to save the brand, but you're fucking Instagram, Emily. <laughs> um. So, but there's one in like the second episode. There's a they're shooting, they're shooting like a um a perfume ad, and it's the the it's the actress is naked walking across the bridge, and she's getting the attention of the male gaze and then there ends up being this debate over is this appropriate or not in this age and then there's the french opinion on it which is she's empowering herself walking across naked and then there's the american opinion of this not being suitable at all she's getting all this unwanted attention so i just think this ad kind of falls into that exact same you'd imagine loads of different people that have loads of different opinions depending on where they're coming from on whether or not it being appropriate yeah but uh great but yeah, it's great ad. Love the
0: music. Love the music. Um, yeah, cool, brilliant. Well, uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's definitely one way to end end the episode. Uh, fair fair play, Simon. That's a that's a that's a varied selection um, of, of ads um, and a lot of flesh. Probably the fleshiest episode. Oh God, we, we've, no. we've had. Oh, that's, a, that's a good title <laughs> for this. The fleshiest <laughs> the <fleshy> episode. <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh, yeah. Well, the look, bless. sex we, sells. We, we like talked a, about that, didn't cells. we? So exactly. Well, hopefully it sells a couple more listens to this podcast uh, <laughs> this, when it when it when it goes out. So no, genuinely, thank you so much for, for that selection. That was that was uh, that was brilliant. So um, yeah, is, is there? Is there anything that, uh, any initiatives or, or any pieces of work or, or, or that you want to push from a an Essence Mediacom point of view? I know that's what the name is new. What's the story with the Essence part of Mediacom? Yeah,
1: so um, you, you're right, absolutely. I mean, it was announced uh, last year. Uh, so I've worked with um, at Mediacom now for uh, around 10 years. Um, but uh, obviously Essence was, uh, you know, our kind of our big bespoke uh, kind of digital um data agency um do hugely and phenomenally well um but the decision was made uh, globally to kind of bring bring you know mediacom um which is obviously you know a you know a globally leading kind of media planning agency planning and buying agency and and essence together to create. You know what is very much kind of being sort of packaged as the the agency of the future, one that really you know responds to some of those things we were talking about early on, actually, which is about you know the, the reality of the kind of the changing kind of consumer dynamic and media dynamic, um, and really kind of bringing data into you know into kind of a bigger part, the central part, of the kind of the, the planning conversation, uh, and fusing that into some some really interesting ways. Now the the merger happened or we launched end of January, mm-hmm. um there's some brilliant stuff already coming through. I mean, some you know, I'm a cynical old bugger, but kind of some of the you know the tools that that are being developed and you know some of the kind of the kind of the new planning kind of pathway and all of that is hugely exciting. um And we're kind of really now kind of starting to kind of see some of the benefits of that 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 kind of merger. So and it is a merger. MediaCom didn't take over Essence. It was very much kind of a bringing together of kind of two kind of really big specialisms. So really proud of it actually. And I think it's given us something. Something quite interesting and and new to sort of start talking to about you know with with clients that we've obviously got already, but also with clients that we're you know we're potentially talking to as well. So that's great. It's a really exciting time.
0: Yes, yeah, amazing. Great. And when when the when the merger happened, was it like? Was it like nineties Hollywood of who was debating where their names appear on the poster or the size of the font? Uh, <laughs> for look, uh, I'm, I'm, rock, I'm paper, not scissors? big and important <laughs> enough
1: to be a part of that. I will say uh, there, there was a little bit of we've got now we've got the longest email addresses um, in the world. It's like. Come on, lads! Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: It, I can't wait for the day it's going to be down to EM.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, look, really, really exciting. Um, and I've loved, uh, I've loved this chat. It's been really good fun. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me along. No, it I was an absolute it.
0: absolute pleasure thank you thank you so much to yourself and Baxter for for, for making the time uh, today to come on the podcast Um, so that's that's the end of our episode if uh, you're listening and you want to kind of like subscribe uh, do all the sound stuff on, on the platforms uh, please do but uh, until next week and make sure fun. you go
2: watch the Kylie episode if you're listening to this go watch it okay <laughs> 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 see ya
1: alright lads Bye-bye. thanks so much